Welcome back to our study of the doctrine of the Trinity. In our last session, we talked about the Nicene Creed and the Council of Nicaea, which made clear that the Bible teaches that the Son is God, that He was not created, that He is equal with the Father. And we have spent several sessions talking about the deity of the Son, that the Son of God is fully, truly God. In this session, we're going to talk about the deity of the Holy Spirit. There are two basic truths that we are going to focus on in this session. One is the Bible does say that the Holy Spirit is God. That's number one. And number two, the Bible also teaches that the Holy Spirit is a person. He is not merely a force. And so those are the two things we're going to look at briefly in this session. Now, we have seen already that the Bible talks all over the New Testament in Trinitarian terms, that all three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, are mentioned together in multiple places. The Bible is clear, Old Testament and New Testament, that there is only one God. The Bible is clear, of course, that the Father is God, as we've seen recently. The Bible is clear that the Son is God, and we're going to see today that the Bible is clear that the Holy Spirit is God. And yet again, the the Bible says, as we, as we already mentioned, there's only one God. So this is what we mean by the doctrine of the Trinity. All three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit, are God, are divine, and yet there is only one God. So today, how do we know that the Holy Spirit is God? We know the Father is God. We've seen that the Son is God. How do we know that the Holy Spirit is God? Well, the key text uh, for this is uh, Acts chapter 5. If you want a place where it's just spelled out very plainly, uh, this is perhaps the clearest place in the New Testament. Acts chapter 5 tells the story of Ananias and Sapphira. It's a fairly well-known story. Um, Ananias and Sapphira sold a piece of property, pretended like they gave all of the money from the sale of that property to the church, but they lied about it. And so they were both struck dead. And as the passage tells us, there's nothing wrong with um, not giving all the money. That wasn't the problem. The problem was that they lied about it. They pretended like they gave all the money. But in the midst of that story, here's what we're told. This is Acts chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. It says, Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit. So notice that phrase. To lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land. While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. So again, the sale of the property and what they did with the money, uh, they could have done that however they wanted, right? They could have kept the money, they could have kept the land, they could have given part of the money after the sale of the land. The problem was they lied about it. They pretended like they gave it all when in reality they kept back some for themselves. But how Peter talks about this teaches us, shows us the truth about the deity of the Holy Spirit. Notice the first time he says, that uh, Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit. And then he turns around and says, you've not lied to man, but to God. 
And those two uh, statements are in parallel, right? They are uh, ways of saying the same thing slightly different ways, right? They, they go together, right? And they interpret one another. So if you say, well, what do you mean he lied to the Holy Spirit? Who's that? Well, the Holy Spirit's not man. The Holy Spirit's not a creature. The Holy Spirit is God. They've lied to God because they've lied to the Holy Spirit who is God. Right? So that's perhaps the clearest place in the Bible of just out and out saying the Holy Spirit is God. If you lie to the Holy Spirit, you lie to God. And since the Holy Spirit is God, is divine, it is appropriate for us to worship Him, to honor Him, right? just as we honor the Son and just as we honor the Father. And this is why uh, some of our best hymns uh, are Trinitarian, that they will have a verse devoted to the Father, a verse devoted to the Son, and a verse devoted to the Holy Spirit, because all three persons of the Trinity, being fully God, are fully worthy of our worship. Alright, so the Holy Spirit is God, is divine, is equal with the Father and equal with the Son. That's the first truth. The second truth that we need to know about the Holy Spirit, and this goes along with the first, is that the Holy Spirit is a person and not merely a force. Uh, the, um, in other words, the Holy Spirit is not uh, an impersonal force sent out from God to do things, right? I think sometimes when people talk about this, or this is the way I've heard it, uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit will be compared to um, electricity, right? When people are trying to, not, not positively, but saying this is not what we mean, right? We don't mean that the Holy Spirit is like electricity, right? That it has some kind of power but electricity doesn't care about you. Electricity doesn't have a mind. Electricity doesn't know anything. It just does what it does, right? It's an impersonal force. And so we, that's not what we mean when we talk about the Holy Spirit. That's not how the Bible describes the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an impersonal force or an impersonal power. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now, the Holy Spirit is often associated with power, right, and with God's power, but that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit merely is a power, right? The Holy Spirit is powerful. He's God. He's omnipotent, right, just as the Son is, just as the Father is. But He is not merely power or merely a power. He is a person, just as the Son is a person, just as the Father is a person. Right, how do we know this? Well, one way we know this is that the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit can be grieved. Right? Ephesians 4.30 says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You can't grieve, and this is, um, I think, the example I've, I've read probably years ago. Um, you can't grieve electricity. Electricity doesn't have any emotions, has no personal response, but you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not just God's power, God's force that he sends out into the world. The Holy Spirit is God, right? He is sent by the Father and the Son, but he is a person. He is himself God, the third person of the Trinity, and he can be grieved, 
Not only that, but he has a mind and he intercedes for us. Romans 8.27 says, And he who searches hearts, that's God, knows what is the mind of the Spirit. So the Spirit has a mind, right? and God the Father knows the mind of the Spirit because, it says, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now, can something intercede for you if that something is not a person? Uh, to, again, to go back to electricity, electricity cannot intercede for you. It doesn't care about you. Right? But a person, a friend, a family member, a brother or sister in Christ can intercede for you, can pray for you, can step in on your behalf and make a request on your behalf. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. It's the same thing that Christ does for us. Paul says later in that passage that the Son is at the right hand of God interceding for us. And so the Spirit is doing the same thing the Son is doing. They are both interceding for us. And the Spirit can intercede because the Spirit is not merely a force. The Spirit is a person, the third person of the Trinity. So the Holy Spirit is to be worshipped as God and is to be recognized as a person. We are not to grieve Him, right? but we are to be grateful for Him. And one of the reasons we are to be grateful for Him is because He intercedes for us. He, he prays for us, as it were, to the Father. Right? He intercedes on our behalf. And so, yes, we should worship the Holy Spirit, just as we worship the Son, just as we worship the Father. We should honor the Holy Spirit, just as we honor the Son, just as we honor the Father. Because we worship one God who exists eternally in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In all three persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all three fully and equally God. That is the testimony of Scripture. That is what Christians believe and affirm. And those beliefs should shape our worship. Amen.